Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of The Vault of Cult with your host Chris. And Mark, you alright guys? Yeah, I'm alright. I hope you listeners out there all over the world are alright. Yeah, all over the world. International. Welcome. Welcome brand new people from America. Welcome them from Sweden. 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 Canada. Yeah, all over the world. All the nations. All the na- We're getting the- there. We are a podcast for the nations of the earth. Facts. Facts. <laughs> if you just... Pure facts. Just pure facts. So, Mark, uh, today is a special episode. It's very, it's very special. We're doing a special film. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a very special film. Um, I was going to say regarded, but it, well... In a certain a, light. In a, in a certain light, it's from a franchise which we all know and we've, got, we've held off doing something in this franchise we for have. a long time we have and i know a lot of podcasts out there they do a film from the and yeah literally and we have we have ummed and ahed as to which one to pick and we've decided we've gone a bit left field for the one I that think so. we've decided to pick for an the interesting first one. one yeah for the first one so why don't we go we'll let them off the hook we'll let us listeners off the so hook. Matt, what episode we are doing a star wars film we are for the first for the first, first time, time the vault of cult is getting something out from the star wars yeah, we've got franchise about time. it is about that time but we have gone a bit left field with the one we're picking what we, have we picked, picked Star Wars Episode One: The, the Phantom the, Menace. The Phantom Menace. Yeah, the original, the f- the first time that Star Wars, the second load of trilogies, the yes. second load of trilogies, um, the prequels, and the, origin, the first, the origin yeah, story. the first prequel. Um, so I think we can all agree it was it's an interesting film so like join us on this little journey now we hope you enjoy guys yeah again you know get us on the socials at the vault of cult on instagrams exactly and we pick just the right kind of controversial film where you can get give us your opinions you've got to have got to you've got to have an opinion on this yeah you've got to have an opinion everybody it's like an asshole everyone has one exactly exactly so guys yeah let's get into it yeah let's go enjoy the show So, Mark, today's show, Phantom Menace, Star yes, Wars. Phantom, Phantom Menace. We got round to a Star Wars. We have, uh, yeah, we finally got round to a Star Wars, but we've got to tell you, listeners, it's been a, it's been a difficulty as this one, because this is our third attempt at this. Third attempt. Third attempt. And we're hoping it's our third, third time and looking. Final, because what you don't realise, although we're telling you now, uh, yeah, it's corrupted yeah. Uh, twice. So we're coming at this at a different day from when we recorded the intro part of this. A few days so, later, yeah. Yeah, so whatever we said in the intro, I'm sure it was brilliant, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was in the week and this is now the weekend. Um... Yeah, so yeah, we've got uh, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Interesting. Uh, it came out uh, in the United States of America. Uh, on May the 19th, 1999, uh, and it then released in the United Kingdom on May the six, on July the 16th, big pardon, 1999. Yeah, so um, relatively close. Relative, relatively close. And why, and, would you, why is and, that uh, for the third time? Do you know, it's almost like we've done this a few <laughs> times. Um, yeah, basically... Uh, we often in the United Kingdom get it get a Star Wars film very close to when the Americans get it yeah. as well because largely speaking production on a Star Wars film is usually based in the UK. Yeah, a large portion um, of it. Uh, it's it's always filled with usually high, highly regarded British actors. The production team is usually overwhelmingly British. So 
that's what that's why we get we get a Star Wars. But throughout the rest of nineteen ninety nine, it released in the rest of the world worldwide. I don't know when it like went to Australia. They'll maybe get it in a week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. God, they have to wait some oh, time for yeah, fucking yeah, films. Yeah, the poor Aussies. I don't think it's as bad as it was, but a long time. No, but was... when this come out, it probably came out in like two thousand and eight or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> for them. Since that Star Wars, no. Nope. Yeah, fire. since since Star Wars, no. I didn't know they were making yeah. a new one. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, it is 135 minutes long, being two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, um, and we'll get into discussion about the runtime a little bit yeah, later on. Yeah, but um, there's a few that's things it. I want to say. It is. It's it's pretty standard for a Star Wars yeah, film, yeah, I think though. So, yeah. To be fair, yeah. around the two Consi- hour. I think there is consistency yeah. in runtimes across the. Almost always with the Star Wars film, you're expecting just over two yeah. hours, aren't you? Really. Yeah. Um, and again, sticks to that. So, yeah, shall we do its financials? Yes, what it, what it did. Always, always interesting. Uh, it had a had a budget of 115 million US dollars. A lot of money at the time. It, at the time. Nowadays, I think I think I think you're right to say at the time because yeah. nowadays, I'd, for a big blockbuster, it's that's to harsh. use a gaming word triple a triple A. Yeah, yeah. Kind of temple. Yeah, a tentpole, that's the word I was looking for. Um, that wouldn't be unusual at all, um, necessarily. I, I mean, I think the budget, I think we've gone past yeah. that now as a standard mark yeah, as well. Yeah, that wouldn't be unusual at all. But 1999, that, big it, that, that that's big, big money. And largely speaking, George Lucas's own money as a well. A back pocket job. Uh, back pocket at Farrah, is <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Um, <laughs> I know you like it when I say that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, largely his own money. It was distributed and sort of under the arc of 20th Century Fox. Yeah, but, but produced but by Lucasfilm. Produced Film. very, very significantly by Lucasfilm as its own thing. And that's that's the thing that we need to... We'll come on to it, but that this is George Lucas's film. Yeah. Paid for and <laughs> produced and done everything by him. He himself. Yeah, um, we have a lot so to say yeah, about that. So, yeah, 115 million US dollars. It made worldwide, over all of its releases, because it did get a re-release in yeah. the early 2000s, this, 1.27 billion. That is billion with a B, listeners. That's... Billion with a B. It is a that, lot of money. Yeah, that... that is I believe the technical term in the industry is a fuck ton of money. Is that I yeah? Th- I think you're backing up the trucks. There, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> that is a fuck ton of money. Um, in its initial run, it made nine hundred and twenty-four point three million US I mean, even dollars. That, even that madness, is, it? is even also maybe it's not a fuck ton of money, but it's still a ton of money. Yeah, because <laughs> he wasn't that. until Avatar what a good ten years later. Roughly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. roughly. It was the highest grossing film of 1999. This is not at all surprising. Regardless of quality, a Star Wars film is always the highest grossing film of oh, ever. Oh, just popped into my head as well. Um, there's some mummy connection here. There is. A, um, we've done a podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was the film that booted the mummy <laughs> off, off that particular prestigious No metric. surprise to no one at the time. A surprise to absolutely no one. Well, people were absolutely... In early 1999, people were either delaying films or rushing to get their yeah. film out before this came out because they knew no matter what it was, it's going to get absolutely twatted. Yeah, um, by which, nearly a billion dollars. Yeah, um, and it did. <laughs> George Lucas was like, oh, the mummy, yeah, we all had fun with that, now move. But, 
move. Time, time. Give me the money. Yeah, it made four hundred and thirty-one um, million in the U- domestic, domestic U.S. and Canada, and four hundred ninety-three point three worldwide. Really? Even Stevens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're nip and tucking the U.S. and the rest of the world there. So yeah, that's it. Everyone Final went to see it. Then, literally Absolutely, the everyone Everybody. went to see this. Yeah, I, I was I was just shy of ten. So I'd I'd been nine and a half. What was I? What was I about? Like Eighty four. Yeah. Um, Eighty one and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually like took the day off school and um, with my friends and actually queued up and went to see it. We we went at the weekend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did get permission yeah. one at the time. So but um, yeah, I was uh, I was about nine, and literally every everyone so even uh, the weekend. Absolutely. It was packed from what I can yeah. remember, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. now well over twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, but cultural, big cultural, big thing. cultural. But we can get yeah, and I've got well, I think all of his listeners know. It, divisive, film, massively, massively divisive film is this, which I think is probably why a strong reason why we picked it. You know what I mean? It, but there may be again, bit of a, you know, we make this thing where we 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 think the the the. The our choices on the show, guys, are interesting. Not just films yeah, we like, because yeah. we do have we have had discussions where Mark's like, "We're fucking doing it," and I'm like, "I'm not. I'm seeing the ass. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it." And then we end up doing it. Yeah, no, uh, we have had that, but we thought it's an interesting pick for you guys because we could have just easily gone Empire yeah. Strikes Back. And it's, there yeah, you it's go. the boring choice. There you go. It's the boring choice yeah. because it's a great film. Exactly. It's, it, My there's pick, nothing like, to talk yeah. about. It is Empire Strikes Back a masterpiece? Yeah. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, End of the it. show. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. we picked we picked an interesting one. For I you. think so. I so, think it's probably the most interesting one of the to talk bunch, to really. talk about. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, so anyway, yeah, should we give them some, some facts and figures, some facts and figures to have fun with? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go on. Uh, this is the largest gap there has been to date between a Star Wars film. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because what, uh, Return of the Jedi 1983? Three. Three? Yeah. Um, the Year of Our Lord. Yeah, I know Domini, 1983. Um... Yeah, and this nineteen ninety nine. So what, like, like sixteen year gap? Yeah, like we've never had a, yeah, we've never yeah. had a gap that long, um, and obviously in recent years we're becoming very used to something Star Wars yeah, related coming out yeah, every year. Uh, yeah, well, that's a decision for maybe a future podcast. Yeah, but... although Mandalorian and Andor yeah. are pretty decent. Mm. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Lucas had been. I've put the word inspired on my notes, but I don't think inspired is the correct oh, word. Oh, I wonder what... I, um, I, I don't know what is so this he was inspired by to make this. No, but... I, um, uh, forced is really the word that I would to get. He'd been essentially forced by fan pressure, by studio pressure, I have to say. Even <sighs> his own company was like, George, why don't we make another Star Wars film? And he's like, oh, no, let's, let's do something. And like... No, make another Star Wars yeah, film. Yeah, this is it's needed. Yeah, um, but he'd also been didn't heavily. Want to direct in, it. He didn't want to direct. Well, I don't think George Lucas enjoys directing. I don't think he likes doing it. He's not a bad director, though. He's not a bad director, but I don't think it's. But that's a bit like you at work when the you've got two jobs and one of your jobs you really really like. And then the other part of your job, so you don't really like doing it, but you'll do it because it's also part of your job. I think he thinks of directing as that 
do you not mean he's a he likes writing okay. but we've got problems with yeah, his writing but writing as well um yeah um but he'd also been inspired by book and comic book sales particularly comic book of oh, which ex- of which had yeah, expanded yeah, yeah. the lore of star wars yeah and so i do know of like novels and comics novels, very popular yeah very and very games popular. even you know yeah yeah games. very very much so um and i think i I think he takes a lot of his ideas from that expanded world that other creators have made. The most infamous one to me, and I've I've raised it to you so many times. Why did the Jedi dress like they do in this film? Because it doesn't really make any sense because... Why Why would they dress like Obi-Wan did in the first film when Obi-Wan is literally hiding in the first film? First film. Yeah, so where did the uniform come from? Yeah, where did they go? Why would, they, why would that be the Jedi's uniform? Do you not know I mean? And the because reason, then surely they, tr- like, they never in it, disguise? Yeah. It, it, it just, it's oh, almost it's like, just he's, like a Jedi. He's, a, he's dressed a Jedi. a Jedi. Is he constantly going yeah. to a fucking fancy dress party constantly? Like, I'm not a Jedi. What's this room straight away? I'm not a Jedi. Yeah. I am not a Jedi. I'm, I'm just, just dressed exactly <laughs> like a Jedi. A different hue. And this is a different hue. Yeah. This, this, yeah. And it just doesn't tabard. make sense. It do- tabard. <laughs> no dinner lady. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it just never made sense, but that's in one of the novelizations where that's like the Jedi uniform, what Obi Wan. So we were like, "Oh, we'll do that." That's but for, then that's if that's, for... then that doesn't make sense when it comes to Episode Four, A New Hope, yeah, where he's hiding in the desert but goes to bar. So don't surely... yeah, no, I know. No, that's what I mean. It don't make you retrospectively right. don't make it make sense and that's a that's the thing that will come to time and time again with this film what's with the writing i don't get it what what are you doing mm. um so yeah um as you said initially george lucas didn't want to direct it um himself because at this point he's only ever directed one star wars film at this point yeah, a new hope a, yeah a new hope or is it AKA. was called <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Star Wars. Again, yeah, that's the other thing. This is the thing that retrospectively changed the name of the, all yeah, the yeah, other yeah, Star with Wars. The with the numbering. So, like, first one's episode four. What? Yeah, like, oh, what? Yeah. What? yeah, it don't really matter. They shouldn't have bothered with that. No. They should have just called it Star Wars. The Phantom, the Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah. That's a good title, actually. The Phantom Menace, good title. Um, it's a title where you go, what's that? What? Yeah, who's oh, the Phantom? Oh. Who are you being menaced by? Um... I've got. A, mm, does I mean, really... I know where we're being menaced by the fucking Phantom of our dead podcasts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, again, you know, this is our third attempt at recording yeah. this fucking. But, um, yeah, I've lost. I've lost what I was talking. Yeah, he didn't want to direct it. No, he didn't want to direct it. He approached uh, uh, Roger Zemeckis. Is it Roger or Robert? It's Rob. Robert. Bob Zemeckis. Bob Zemeckis. You know, um, Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, and he told him to get fucked. Um, essentially, he was like, no, 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 no. No, not, not getting no, involved. not doing that. Not getting involved. And he's approached his old mate, Steven Spielberg. Well, you know. Well. well, the mates aren't there. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's go. Do you want to play in the playground with me? Yeah, no. Um, not with Star not Wars. Today. Not with Star Wars. No. no. Steven Spielberg just... He literally said that is much too daunting for me. Yeah. Even Steven Spielberg of all people was like, I am frightened to death. At that least if you know if they failed, I mean financially, obviously didn't. But yeah. you know, it, critically, we'll discuss that. Mm. But financially, it's like, 
Yeah. At least to give it a go, and that I think Spielberg and Zemeckis, what it's a, if it would have went wrong for him, you can say, well, all you did was try. Yeah. Did, um. Yeah. No. Exactly. Beyond the fact that like, well, we can endlessly holding. discuss what a Spielberg or a Zemeckis Star Wars would look like. Better, I suspect, but um, very different. Very, but different. Yeah. Very different. Um. Yeah, it was mainly filmed in Leverton Studios, which is near Watford, just outside the M25. Yeah, that yeah. is for all our non non British non non British just guys. outside London, just yeah, outside north London. of London. Yeah, just the Watford Gap. Um, but some scenes were filmed in Italy, so the insides of the palace, Queen Amidala's palace, that was filmed in the Royal Palace in um, Naples. Oh, really nice. Where yeah, they, yeah, really beautiful where they, set, the, I mean, it's not a set, it's actually yeah. a real thing. But it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, former residents of the uh, Neapolitan and Sicilian royal family. So, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is a beautiful building. But And all the desert scenes, so all the Tatooine scenes are like every Star Wars film filmed in Tunisia. Yeah, in Africa. Yeah, um, yeah North Africa. Um, but yeah, it, I, you know, you know, it was a very obviously a big hit, making nearly a billion quid uh, mm-hmm. dollars, should I say? But not with the critics. You know, uh, Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar. Fucking hell! Right, with problems enough with that character rather than having him in involved. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Hey, that's all yeah. a weird thing. Oh, oh got Use three... the people gonna die. Lots of hey. people gonna die. Uh... <laughs> uh, three Oscar noms: best sound, best sound effects, and best visuals. Did it win? Did it? it? No. <laughs> No, sorry, it did not. It did no. not. I mean, mind you, before we start like ragging on the film for not winning anything, Star Wars films never win anything at the Oscars. Obvs. Do you know what I mean? It's too. I'd get Oscar people are, or the Academy is too like oh, it's far too commercial. Yeah, but right. you know the Oscars, it's always the classy pick, and it? yeah, it's, it's a classy, the classy pick. pick. Oh, um, the first film I've got a little fact: the first film to be shot um, digitally in high definition. Mm. Oh, one of the first. One that, of the first. That is true. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. The sets that they built, yeah, um, in Leveson Studios, right? They built it to the average height of the the cast, which is generally, which which would be about six foot. Um, well, anyway, onto set wonders Liam Neeson, all six foot fucking three of them, like big lad, big lad is our Liam, big, big lad. lad, big lad <laughs> big is lad. our Liam. And it was much too small. It was much too small. Was the set? You have to get like, and they were like, "Oh, we spent however much money." Got to do it again. Got to got build, build it, it again. Build it again. Build, build it, it higher. Yeah, because no one thought to measure it to the height of your tallest actor. Well, that is the most ludicrous thing I can think of. Because here's the thing: Liam Neeson was already in the bag to play it. He'd agreed. To be in the film without ever seeing a script. I wonder how Liam Neeson feels about that nowadays. Uh, he was like, hmm. hmm. Mind you, it probably made him a shit ton of money. You and he's just, and he's in a Star Wars yeah. film, so he's got that legacy. He don't, and got, actually, I take it back. I, th- I think Liam Neeson's actually secretly really, really proud that he was in a Star Wars film. And, and <sighs> who wouldn't know? I mean, who yeah, wouldn't and, know? And, and I don't think Qui Gon Jinn's a poorly received character, I don't think. No, but I do um, think each character is doing their own thing. Each character is most definitely doing their, their own thing. Oh, uh, one fun fact. Go in on. the Senate scene, yeah. um, right at the bottom, if you look very closely, you can see E.T. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is he eating, you know, with all the aliens in oh. the little pod? You can see E.T. at the bottom. Nice little nod to his mate's film there, isn't it? So, E.T. exists, exists in, in the Star Wars, Wars universe. He, he, he wants to phone home. His own being a galaxy far, far away. That's true. <laughs> Um, that's a little fun thing. Yeah, that know. is a that is a little like fun that. thing. Um, George Lucas himself, and there's video footage of him saying this, worried that he's he had gone too far with the world building. Uh, he said, he said, okay. this is this is bold, and I'm not sure we're gonna like it because in the screening that they had for himself and the executives of the first full cut of the film, yeah, yeah. stunned silence. Would have heard a tumbleweed go back. Stunned, yeah, but it does end silence. with uh, Boss Nass with a, a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> He's What is that character? Anyway. Brian Blessed. Anyway. Fucking hell. Um, they give him a shiny ball at the end and then know, that's like, hey, never, like, I've... what's that about? Well, they wanted it to look like the end of A New Hope, didn't they? Yeah, very much. Yeah. There is a cause. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favourite little um, tidbits, Ewan McGregor, uh, young actor at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, was on set and he wouldn't stop making the lightsaber noises. Like... Well, yeah, come on. Right, he's uh, and he's dream. just getting his living dream and he let his idea win. Um, but, like, the, the filmmaking, the, the, the people filming it were like, Ewan, give up a... Stop doing that. Enough's enough now. Enough. And he never stopped. Well. And li- he never stopped. Fuck yeah. And get, yeah. I think they complained to George Lucas about him and George Lucas were just like, oh, just fucking leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's leave enjoying him alone. himself. He's enjoying himself. So yeah, they had to edit it out in post. Um, and I did have a look and I can't see a scene of him like moving his mouth. Oh, right. Yes, when you caught it on Do camera. Do you know what I mean? They, they have edited it out very well. But. Yeah, he were always doing that. And I leave think, him. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. So yeah, those are, those are a few a few fun facts for Interesting people. Bits and why bobs. don't Why don't you give uh, our listeners a brief synopsis as if they've not fucking seen? It well, yeah. Me. So uh, in a nutshell, the film follows Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn and his apprentice Obun Kenobi as they try to protect Queen Padme Amidala of Naboo in hopes of securing a peaceful end to an interplanetary trade dispute. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Joined by Anakin Skywalker, a young slave with unusually strong powers of the Force, they simultaneously contend with the mysterious return of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. And how that all comes together, I've got issue with. Yeah, but... But that is it. So why don't why don't we give him the cast? Oh, and obviously the production team. So obviously, well, you know, we've said directed and written by George Lucas, and you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Uh, but like we say, produced by uh, Lucasfilm, distributed by Twentieth Century Fox, scored by John Williams. No less than John Williams. I've stuff to say about John yeah, Williams yeah, 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 when yeah, yeah. it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, John Williams is known for like Jaws and Superman, yeah. all the good stuff. All Horrific the big part. Is it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, anyway, John Williams. John Williams, right. amazing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, cast, yeah, should we? Yeah, we'll give it, We'll give him a cast. So, uh, Liam Neeson plays Qui-Gon Jinn, obviously. He's your big, mon- he's he's your big money, we're all about... The, yeah, the... he's the front and centre, gets a lot of screen time. Uh, Hugh McGregor plays Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time he was known for Train Spotting. Uh, Natalie Portman plays Padme Amidala. 
Obviously, nowadays she's in Thor, but before but she was in Leon. Leon the Professional. What a film, guys. If you've never seen Leon the what Professional. What a film. What a film. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We'll get into that. Right, so Jake Lloyd plays Anakin Skywalker. Didn't do anything else after this. Not surprised. I'm not surprised, poor kid. He, he's got a lot of heat. Flack. Not, Flack. He's not the... Again, we'll get onto that later, but... There's a handful of things that a lot, a lot, like a lot of people hated on for mm. why they, they didn't like this, this film and he, that child actor unnecessarily, unnecessarily, got a lot of it. It, it ruined acting for the poor little lad. He didn't want, he didn't want to be in anything else ever again. Again, ninety nine, the, the internet oh, and, and the, the trolls. And another and one, the person who I think you're going to say next who played Jar Jar. Um, oh, Ahmed Best. Yeah, uh, wanted to kill it. It, get, it was so. Bad. The Again, hate he got, the hate unnecessarily he got, hate he on. got, he nearly committed suicide no over it. There is absolutely no need. Get a lot of guys. Get, if you're out there, sat there typing away at man having just having a get pot it. for having a pot. Yeah, because you've got fuck all else to do. This is from the life. Of, from the vault of cult. Get yourself out of your fucking mum's bedroom <laughs> and get a fucking life. It's a children's film. Just do you know what I mean? If you didn't like it, well, just that's fine. Yeah. But, so that's a, that's a PSA from the Vault of oh, Cult to yeah. fucking knobends if you're out there. Stop making fucking actors want to kill themselves because you don't like it. Anyway, yeah, so we played Jar Jar. Oh, I, I, you know, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Right, right. so uh, Ian McDermott plays Emperor Palpatine. We'll just well, call him Palpatine. Always the he's always, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. he the he's Phantom Senator Menace? The he is, yes. He is, is that the, him? he is the Phantom menacing the plot. Ray Park plays Darth Maul very well. Yeah, very well. Has almost no lines. Um, no, and even the lines he does has, it's not it's even not him even talking. Said, it's an uh, actor called Peter Serafinowicz. So if you've yeah. ever seen Shaun of the Dead, yeah, uh, the, the, the British com zombie comedy film, yeah. he's Shaun's flatmate. And, and very big in the UK comedy sitcom writing scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Alternative. Alternative. If, you, if you've watched a Channel 4 comedy from, from the early 2000s, a pound to a penny, Peter Serafinowicz is somehow involved. And then we had Andy Daniels and Kenny Baker returning as C-3PO and R2-D2. Well, they just love it, don't they? They, they absolutely love playing it. Well, like, his autobiography who played... Um, Andy Daniels. Yeah, it's literally about him playing C-3PO. It's basically about nothing else. Well, well, Do you know what I mean? But he does it brilliantly. Like, go, he's, yeah. <laughs> always been one of my favourite characters, the C-3PO human-cyborg relations. Um, full name. Full name. Sunday. Full name. His it is Christian a name. Well. It is a Sunday <laughs> yeah. as well. I love his Christian name. Thank you. <laughs> C-3PO human-cyborg relations. Uh, Penelia August plays Shmi Skywalker, um, yeah. Anakin's mum. Telly actress, really. She is, she? Yeah. But, uh, she's on the I, I think TV stuff. Yeah, I, have to go, I think she's all right in this. Well, we she do get right. Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, first appearance as a Jedi. Yeah. Purple yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, but although he hadn't, it, they didn't know he would have a purple Until lightsaber. Until he said, I've got I a purple lightsaber on the George, and he went, No, yeah? lightsabers aren't purple. And then he was like, But I want one. And then he was like, Purple right, lightsaber. Get it. Get it. Ah, Sam's on the scene. Then Frank Oz is back as Yoda. Yeah, again, he probably he loves it. And then Boss Nass is voiced by, by the Brian great British Blessed. actor Brian Blessed. God is alive! Is yeah, what is, what is that character? He plays a what flying is... bird man in Flash Garden. He does play. And he's <laughs> fucking great in it. But, wow. 
What that, that character? I, I know, that ca- you were so all bombard. <laughs> what is this character? <laughs> oh racist. God! Racist. It's let's racist. Let's it's let's racist. Get it out it's, there. It's racist, and they will get flack for it being a bit racist. But yeah, so that's that's who's in it. So you know how much it made. You know some fun facts, and you know who's in it. So, Christine, shall Hello. we talk about? Right. right. So. Go on, you no. Go on, go on. Ladies first. Right, um, thanks, look. Um, um, right, I think I think I think we probably should start. Like, let's get some negatives out of the way. The what is the biggest problem with this film? George Lucas the, can't write. Yes, that's the that <laughs> ding, is ding, the ding, biggest ding, ding. ding. Well, he can write. He can write. He can write, but but. Of a poor, poor but level. He can, he cannot, he cannot edit himself, and that I think is the core problem of this film. He's got absolutely Dialogue. no one. Bad. He's got no one to say no. He's got nobody at all to say no to him. Well, that's where we were uh, saying before. It's, he's, it's, it's all his, and he just went. Why he just did what he did, and then at yeah. the end realized, oh shit! Like you I've say, you even too far. I've, yeah, I've, got, I've gone much too far. Like we said before, he had like a pot. Like he had a pot, and he went, "I'm gonna we piss in this. this." And then yeah. when the pot was full, he, he didn't empty it, and the, he just kept doing yeah, it. The pot of piss overfloweth <laughs> with just needless scenes, over overdone dialogue. Twenty five minutes too long. And it is 25 minutes too long. Well, you could fill it with other scenes to make it the usual Star Wars-y kind of length. Right, again, but, go but on. It's, it's structured so poorly, Bad. is this film. And I think that's, as a screenplay, it's structured so poorly. And I hinted to you that I think the, the way that the, the podcast um, section of the film is, is structured is, is not great. And the way the they podcast. have to use... The, the pod race. The pod race. Podcast. Did I say podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, pod race. So the pod race bit. I think how they introduce Anakin and use Mandalorians really poor. Because they just fuck that idea off going forward. Mm. Really, really bad. And again, I've got issues with... What is the force and how can can you learn it? Is it a bloodline thing? Anyway, well, you yeah. Know, I, but the pod race, you could have introduced Anakin in a completely different way, where he just they sense the force because he uses the force because he nearly crashes in the pod race. Yeah, yeah. So no, that, I that's, know. that's and, and Qui Gon could have been like, oh, way up, what's this? It's yeah, rather like, oh, that, I feel well, the force. here's the thing: the pod race scene always seemed to me the most cynical part of the film. It, this because is to sell merch. Hundred percent, it is to sell merch. It's but a cartoon. Again, it's Ben Hur, like we again, said. It is Ben Hur. It's a great... How many times did George Lucas watch Ben Hur before he round and round, just showing the toys, round and round. Um, right. But the problem with that I've got with this film is about the macro, about its screenplay, right? It has a relatively strong. Well, I'm not going to say strong. It's got a perfectly fine first third where they're on the they're on the Trade Federation. It's a ship. political conspiracy film. It is a political conspiracy thing, Power and, and I think control. I think I think that were a bit of a swerve for fans as well. Again, yeah, um, not expected. But, but it's like I've always say, Star Wars has always been an inherently political narrative. I agree. Right? There is nothing. There is nothing wrong with the political scenes. I think people. It's different factions having one in power think and people, control. People put too much undue weight saying, oh, young people at the time didn't want to see political scenes. I don't think that's the case. It's because they're paced and placed so poorly. 
yeah, right. it's because of the really structure. Yeah. Because of the structure of the film. Because essentially what they do is heavy action right at the beginning, or at least middling action. Um, you know, a bit sort of like sneaky onto ships, like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, finding and the then, conspiracy, what's going on? And then we've got on? very heavy action at the end of the film. Yes. Right, but Out there's nowhere. just a total dip sag in, in the, the middle. Bed, a yeah. total sag in the middle. And the problem that I've got with it, the political scenes, is not that they are political. I'm inherently a political person. I like talking this, this about politics. This we know, yeah, guys. We all know Mark's into politics. Right, but... You do not intersperse them with any light-hearted or action scenes. What he's done is just clump them all together in the middle of the film. Talky, 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 Exposition heavy, exposition heavy. And how many times do we have to say, as if, like, fucking filmmakers are listening to us here, right? You how should fucking be. Yeah. How many times, though, do we have to say, show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Uh, that That is the oldest screenplay faux pas if you're telling me rather than show me and it's just person walking into a room explaining to the audience what is happening there are there are a few exposition scenes that are quite good the dinner time scene yeah 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 right in um shmi skywalker's yeah, yeah, house yeah. good exposition well done george you've explained the world in a still in Jar-Jar a meaningful yeah we'll come on to jar jar but then we have to have silly nonsense like Palpatine explaining to the Queen that the the Republic's full of bureaucrats, blah blah blah, and then we have the, essentially the same scene where he's explaining it yeah. to her again. We don't need that. We don't need it. So instead of that, why don't you show us uh, Obi Wan or Qui Gon learning a little bit more about who's this Dark Maul character? Yeah, because you've already don't... set that up. You've yeah, already why you've don't... doing the legwork on that yeah, already? Why don't we replace the the expositive scenes with actual character development? Develop develop Anakin. Do you know what I mean? Or somebody, or give us a little bit more of Darth Maul. Well, again, another thing, I do think it, the film is missing some sort of introduction. Because he just fucking turns up out of the blue. He does. Stay. He's just he like, oh, just... oh, oh, right, so he's the baddie. Whereas I think they could have reduced the runtime, done the whole pod racing, different introducing, finding Anakin, you know, is what is has the force somewhere. But I do think introducing Darth Maul in a scene where he's scrapping... Or is you just is the aftermath of he's just killed a Jedi, so you know he's a badass yeah, okay. and he's, he's yeah. a threat. Then, so when he's introduced, you're like, now he's in right, the story because, you, because if you, you think this the guy and then that's scene, who he is. Do you know if what you I mean? Think you think the, the very payoff? first scene when Vader appears <coughs> in A New Hope, literally, what is the that's first? It, yeah. Literally, what is the first thing he does? He chokes someone to death. You know he's right. right. He means and you're business. like, it's a badden, that guy. He's about, as if you won't be able to notice from what he's wearing. So if you had a scene but, like that, Mark, for me, um, I think then the next time you see him, you, you yeah. get in the, right, um, it's, right, I know who he is now, and he's yeah, a baddie, and I, I know, know exactly. it, you know, he's, he's not a good guy, and, and something bad's going to happen. You can tell visually that he's not a good guy. No, he's not great a good design. Guy. Great, great, great design, design of Darth Maul. Underused. But, under, but yeah, underutilised, because, but you could have had something like that in the middle of the film that could have just elevated this. I understand that this film, a Star Wars film that's, like this, that's got to start things off fresh. It's going to be an exposition-heavy film. Yeah. It's always going to be that because you've got to tell the audience somehow 
what the world is actually like. And how, you, right. you know, you've got that gap between how did it end up there and this is how it ended up yeah. from the, you know, the beginnings got, of... There has to be some exposition in this film. I understand that. But it's so heavy on the exposition. Too much. Characters, it's not characters talking to each other, not like real people, because I don't, I don't sit and go to you, that cup's there. We just sat here with cups of tea. I don't sit and say to you that cup's there because you already know that cup's fucking there, right? <laughs> but the audience don't. So why don't we show them the cup? Do you know what I mean? And it's just characters saying stuff to each other that they should already know. They're already aware of it, which means the dialogue doesn't come across as realistic. Well, again, you know, there's issues, massive issues with the cringe Show me. dialogue. Yeah, don't, yeah. Um, Show me, don't, te don't tell me. Show me. You know, as well, talking kind of hinting on the performances, you know, I think Liam Neeson plays a little bit, I think he's measured and assured in the role. He knows what he knows how to me is like, right, I've got a idea of how a, a Jedi Well he is he is out of out of all the cast that's that aren't returning Star Wars people, um I'd get he's clearly the most experienced actor. Yeah, yeah. you've got you've got Samuel L. Jackson, fine, but he's barely in the film. Yeah. Um, he's the main character. Do, do you know what I mean? The rest of them are very young. They're very young actors. I mean Dolly, yeah. I mean, Padme, uh, Natalie Portman Natalie can Portman, be what? Yeah. I can't remember. She can't be a lick over 17 or 18. Probably. I don't know what Do you know she what was mean? in Leon, yeah. You know what I mean? Again, Ewan McGregor, he looks about 18. Yeah. Again, it, I, I think... don't know how old he was. He might have been pushing 20. I don't, I don't know. No, I think he was in his mid-20s at the time. Really? I think, he, yeah. He's, well, he looks young. But still, younger actor, and obviously you've got a child A little bit over-enthusiastic for me, that character. Well, he tried so desperately to sound like Alec Guinness. He even had the voice He had, voice, he had voice coaching to try and sound like... Uh, is Alec it consistent? Guinness. No, it's in and out. It's in and it's out. It's not consistent. It? Um, but he, one thing we will say is, you and McGregor as Obi Wan, he will grow into this role. He will grow into this role. Mate, I, I, I do like the next two. I do have a soft spot for this, I the whole trilogy. Yeah, I have, a, I have a soft spot, particularly for you and McGregor, but I don't think this is the best. The third no, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re Revenge of the, the Sith, Sith, where you're like, you and. He's got really it now. good. You've got it. Yeah. That's that is Obi Wan Kenobi. Because he's more of a mature as an actor. He's more mature. Yeah. Look, and, you know, the years and later. Later, he does get Alec Guinness's voices voice right. He's had years to try. Yeah, but this <laughs> it, it's it's not there yet. It's not there, Ewan. But I like the Jedi action in it though. Oh well. <clears throat> Um, I was thinking about this today, so this won't have appeared in the podcast that never was. This is probably one of the most Jedi action-heavy Star Wars films through, throughout the whole film. I think there's, there's really good Jedi action. Jedi actually being Jedi yeah. in this for me. And, get, and get, yeah, go on then, we'll do some positives now. because we've been um, a bit Right, so for the, obviously, let's get it out there. For me, which I've said this is the third time we're fucking saying this, but... That whole Jewel of the Fates section where, you know, they're having a, a fight with Darth Maul, I think that is the best Jedi uh, action, the lightsaber battle we've had so far in the Star Wars universe. 100%, I agree. Um, and your appreciation as well as mine for the score for that the goes score. along with that, John Williams, um, and your John thoughts Williams on John Williams' score. score that goes along with that. 
superbly choreographed, superbly shot, superbly acted that, that section whole, of the film. The, that whole section, the fight bit with Darth Maul, but with um, the two... With Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. I, I, would, I would say that it, that is the best lightsaber battle in yeah. the entire trilogy. 100%. Um, it is. It just is. And that that piece of music, Jewel of the Fates, it's called. John Williams, Jewel amazing. of the Fates is by far... I'm going to go so far as to say that is the best piece of music in the whole of Star Wars. I'm with you. That That is absolutely just fantastic. Just that, that, that sequence, mate. It's... It builds, the music builds with the action of the scene. We start off... Do, 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 the the, the note, yeah. Uh, and then you, the Darth Maul, he's got that, like you're saying, that design, that great design, and he's just, he's so up for the fight. And he did and dual the, lightsaber the as well. The dual lightsaber. Like, I, wow. I, I distinctly remember being a 10-year-old kid and people went whappy in the fucking theatre. <laughs> they are absolutely mad. When he shows, when he has one look, one of it, he ignites one of his lightsabers, and then the other one comes out, and people went wild, absolutely wild, because it is madness. Great. You can have two, you can have two <laughs> double-ended one. Um, the way that the like you're saying, the the, the, the lighting, the choreography, mate, the it's a, it's a, such a high level. Score. See, this is the thing that gets me about this film. You have a scene like this that is so elevated, where you just like. Oh, George Lucas does know how to yeah, direct yeah. something because wow, 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 wow. Listeners. And then you have, and then you have like the sag in the middle of the film, and you're like, oh, yeah. But wow. But as a takeaway of of the something to end on. Yeah. Is that? And then I do think it dips with the boss last scenario where they're all celebrating and. Anakin, yeah, is, okay. Anakin again. It's like you say. It's very reminiscent of Episode One, where they're blowing up a ship, and it's woohoo, we're celebrating, and yeah. we've kind of stopped. What's happening up to this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, guys, you know, Jewel of the Fates and that whole section, I think, is probably the best. Mm. It's a, it's the best representation of the, of the, of the action that a Star Wars film can. Present, yeah, and and I have to say is. that that has to be high praise, doesn't it? I think so. it. Um, I, I, you know, I stand by you saying that's the best piece of music, and I, you know, and you agree with me with that. Like, the whole that sequence of that mm. lightsaber battle is is the best. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And if you disagree with those listeners, mm, I think you're probably wrong. Yeah, I think you're probably wrong. Um. So yeah, is there anything else that you particularly get, you'd like to point out that you really really liked? Oh, I know what I want to point Go out: on. the visual style of the film. I I really liked. I still think, it, relatively speaking, holds up. I think even they get um the, think... the CG relatively holds up. I mean, it's agree? obviously going to look a bit ropey. But it's twenty odd years ago now. Well, I think but... it's, the production design still holds up pretty well. You know, mm. model shots are pretty decent. Like you say, the CGI is uh, still okay. Some ropey shots, which is, you know, it's mm. ninety nine, and that's the CGI oh. then. Do you know what I don't like though? When they use it all the time. I mean, they always did in other Star Wars film, but I hate a, um, like a wipe in the mirror shot. You know where it, that transition where. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I you like know that. what I mean? Oh, they always get on my nerves a little bit. Do you know why like, that is? It reminds me of a comic book page being turned. No, I know. I, I just feel like overdone, and there's a lot of that in this film. Like the like, swipe. The swipe the where swipe. it's like. I'm pretty sure that's called the swipe. Yeah. yeah, I've never known what it's called, but like. 
overdone. I can tell George Lucas loves them. The, like the, the, yeah. they're in original Star Wars quite a lot. He's always they liked them. And they well. to, I know he looked yeah, they love them. <laughs> and I'm just like overdone. But but like you're saying about the the actual the visual style, I think that's one of the another one of the things that a lot of fanboys hated on at the time because it didn't look because it, it was quite bright look, and we've seen but, a lot of lush photography. But and, I I. I actually like that about this film. I don't. And yeah, as, not, I wouldn't say as, it goes against it at all. As someone, it's a different who's very into Again, it's his... a different type of film. It's yeah. not uh, a what we want or what the audience wanted as a Star Wars film. Because again, everyone went to see it, but they'd hated on it. But again, the deliverer um, is always going to miss the mark of the expectation. Oh, absolutely. And that's a big um, thing about this film. But, but again, what, the contrast from the original I like trilogy. The, I like its contrast. As someone who really enjoys this, really likes his history, it gave me vibes of the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah, I can that, get of, that. Yeah, of I can see Late that. Roman Empire sort of thing. Yeah. Um, of, of this the correlation huge, of... huge great civilization. Yeah. How does that fall? Fragment to, and... and fra- yeah, exactly. And I, I quite like that. I like that the visual style is actually different from the original set of trilogy. I'd get, it's not a problem that I share, although I do recognise that for some people it would have been jarring. I think, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You can, I can see why it would have been jarring at the time when it came out. And, yeah, you know, because it's very bright and clear. Whereas we was introduced to a world that's a little bit grimy and a little bit used, and mm. you know. Do you know what we haven't talked about? What? And I think it is a massive elephant in the room. We haven't talked about Jar Jar Binks at all. Twat. I'd get, yeah. But what I do want to say um, about it, if you're one of the people that say it's Jar Jar Binks that ruins this film, it's not. You're over-egging it. You've yeah. got, you've, it's not. That that character is a poorly developed, poorly poorly written, and I mean, for the life of me, I still don't know what he says. Can we subtitle? Can we subtitle him because I don't know what he's saying. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you saying? I mean, some of it is obvious. So like, you some people gonna die? Yeah, I get right, that. Yeah, yeah. Good, That's great clear, line. Great, great line. Great line. But shit character. Yeah, doesn't but, serve. I think that character, if you really look look at the film, he isn't necess- He's always just there when the plot's moving. He's not. Mm. It doesn't have any influence on the plot at all. He's no, he's just, just, just a character, just merely there to. As a matter of fact, the ho- I'm not even going to just blame Jar Jar. The whole Gungan race thing is again. It's a kids thing. It's it's you, you forget. Let's go back to it. It's a it's a family slash kids mm. film. And I have to say, kids really liked the character at the time. And again, you um, know. And, and I do think people because slate it's the merch it, again, again, wasn't it? Yeah, but I do think people slate this film for having a character so obviously catered towards children. And it's and I do occasionally want to say say to him, it's always been intended as a children's film, you understand. Easily forgotten, like, isn't it? It is so easily forgotten because it's got such a fan base amongst our generation. And when you're dealing that, with people like that, it's that like... George that... Lucas has always been very clear and very open. Who is this for? Children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think people... Oh, everyone. Everyone. Yeah, it's everyone, but to, to be particularly enjoyed yeah. by children. Yes. And so I think people put onto Jar Jar 
all of the problems of this film, which it's not. The problem with this film is the structure of the film. You can get away with having a character like that in a film. Every film's got a character that people find annoying. Well, like, uh, does it know what it wants to be? This is the well, thing. that's the thing. It's so scattershot and all over the place. Like you say, it has that political, but then doesn't follow on with it to make it very interesting as as a the main. Again, they're not interspersing it with. Proper comic relief, because the trouble with Jar Jar is that he's not particularly written very funny. He's not very funny. And we've established it's that George, if, if George you Lucas think of is who the comic, If you think who the comic relief... Well, he's, he's not. He's just... Too he many ideas. To, yeah, he just doesn't know how to fucking edit himself. Because yeah. if you think of the comic, <laughs> the comic um, writing in the original Star Wars was... I mean, occasionally a bit ropey, but C-3PO, C-3PO is a great piece of comic relief. Fantastic. I've always loved him. You know what I mean? Go that way. You'll be found functioning within a day. It's the performance. It's the voice. It's Um, the the, the deliverer. So that's, that's him doing some comic relief well done. But but the actor actually was on set while he was you know oh yeah you know yeah, in, yeah exactly photographer. Jar Jar's actor he was actually on yeah. set yeah um but yeah that that is what I want to say is that character good no does he does it annoy me do I wish it wasn't in the film yeah all of those things <laughs> does it ruin the film no no George Lucas ruined the film yeah again the you know the, I mean? the pot of piss. Yeah, it got, the cup runneth over with piss. <laughs> Literally, with like... Piss. It was just like, well, I've started, so I'm going to finish it. finish now. Um, and then when someone tapped him on the shoulder and went, we're, we're all standing in piss now, George, he turned around and went, oh, shit, I don't know what I've done here. Yeah, I don't know what... I, I don't know what I've done. He'd created a monster. Like... And, and again... Like, so, let's get on to the impact that it's had then so far. Because I think appreciation for not just this, but the the prequel trilogy has softened a lot. Uh, it has softened a lot. And um, there's a good film here, Mark. There is, there is yeah. There's, um, a, there's a good film here. It's, uh, that's, you know, there's, there's flashes of something interesting. I'd get, and, mate, like we were talking about with the Jewel of the Fates um, sequence, Amazing. there's flashes of absolute brilliance as well. It's not just flashes of good. There's flashes of... Brilliant. I agree. But I agree. Yeah, sort of like weighed down by just so much being thrown at it and poorly paced and poorly poorly edited and poorly poorly written and yeah, poorly structured. And so yeah, we have we have softened to it, but I think that's probably more because it's because hindsight of... and you go, I now I see it for what it is now. Yeah. And I can see the, the good bits, I can really yeah. Take away the gun for me, the best bit ever mm. in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, so. It's a, it is I didn't a mixed think it bag. was that a shit at the time, but I didn't think it was great because, again, I I've... was victim to the Jar Jar, the Anakin, uh, you know. Yeah. It was, that was the zeitgeist of the, the feedback that was, again, the birth of the internet and these fanboys and mm. these murmurings in magazines, you know, of like, oh, what's George Lucas done here when he's ruined our childhood? It's like, no. Just mm. again, that's at the time, and then now you look back to go. It's not as bad as, it's not great, but it's not as bad because I'm taking away the positives. Yeah, does that yeah. make sense? No, I know. Um, and there are positives to be had in this film. Um, I think as well we've softened to it a little bit because of how 
when Disney have taken it over, what they've what they've done with it, which I have to say that like the last Disney numbered one, I think is probably this used to be my least favorite Star Wars film, Episode One. But yeah. then Rise of <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, Rise yeah. of Skywalker, yeah. the Skywalker or whatever it's called, Rise of Sky- that the Sky- yeah, yeah Sky- that Skywalker. is now my least favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, and we put maybe on a future thing one day we'll speak about that set of trilogies. Maybe, maybe. I think Ro- I think Rogue One would be ahead of that. Yeah, next. no, I know, but that's that's one of the good things that yeah, yeah, yeah. done with. But we've Let's we've sort of been burned by that to such an extent. You look back at Phantom Menace and you go, "That's an interesting point." Yeah, and you go, "Oh well, actually." I mean, I enjoy it more there. than that. I do, you know, yeah, I enjoy, just cinema enjoyment. I I do enjoy it more, and yeah, it's got the nostalgic factor to it now that you know it was twenty odd years ago. Yeah, but yeah, so there is good there, but there's not enough there's of a, it. Yeah, what, do I go back and watch Star Wars Episode One a lot? No. No, I can't say. It I haven't that. watched it in a, a few years. At I least, haven't wa- I haven't watched it in a long time. I picked Clone Wars or Sith over there. Well, here's the other thing. I th- I think that oh, Attack in many of the Clones, ways, not in Clone many Wars, ways, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, in many ways, I think Attack of the Clones is a more problematic film. Ooh. Which maybe we can again get. I into think that into is it. very. It's it's scattery. Yeah, uh, but that's that's the thing. This film's legacy. Did it spark off renewed interest in the franchise? Very much so. Yeah. Going, every fucker went to watch it. Yeah, um, it absolutely did. It made nearly a billion dollars. But in terms of legacy, this film is one of those, it's always going to have people talking. People people remember their first experience of it, even being a young kid. Which um, is why we picked it as which our first Star Wars. Why, you know what I mean? It was... And go, it's the, the most backla- interesting one, you know. Let's... The the backlash against it was so deep and so intense. Like we, we lost a lot of good people in the original in the Star Wars Episode One verbal wars. <laughs> that it was yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah, um, and so I think I would encourage people go back, go back and watch it. Actually, do go back and watch it because it does contain the best Star Wars. Sequence, yeah, and there's Star there Wars-y is sequence there ever. is really stuff to like there, but there's also it's so two faced. There's also again, stuff it, to really, really hate as well. Yeah, he doesn't know what it wants to it, be it again. He doesn't know what. Okay, so it's almost like we're answering George Lucas. I think I might have gone too far. I think you probably did, You'd, George. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you probably 100%, did. One hundred percent, you did go too far this one this time, George. But looking back now, over twenty years later, do I think it deserved the backlash that it got? No, because it was I'm aimed not... at the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it does. No, I I, I agree. Um, like the Anakin, the Jar Jar. All right, we've got issues, but the it's yeah, the, it's George um, is the problem, not Jar Jar and all the and. To... And I'd say to George Ungans. Lucas, which is definitely... I think that this film and the backlash against it probably changed him forever. Like, you can tell after after this film... Yeah, he made improvements, but after he'd finished this run, 
I don't think he has any, I don't think he has any interest of directing films. No, no, he didn't. Then he's just jacked it in. Yeah, he'd never. Yeah. He'd never he, uh, after the, you said after Revenge of the Sith, which is the last one of this run of trilogy, it, yeah. and he were, and I don't think he ever will. I I think that this film set him on a path where he's like, I don't actually like doing this yeah, anymore. It, it, yeah. Because of everyone's backlash. Because and sure... I do think with such an auteur like George Lucas, was, it's yeah. a sad loss to film I was just making. about to say that. Yeah, maybe we could have got something great at some point. Yeah. Um, but Or interesting and something new. Something so in terms of legacy, it. yeah, it's there's good stuff there, but it's, it's a very, very sour legacy yeah. with this film. And I think that's a little like bit sad. Like you say, it's always going to have that taint against it isn't it yeah i mean yeah we're never gonna make the absolutely inordinate expectations that people had of it when it came out again it never will it never will mark that's and the problem what i do actually would like to uh, we'll end on a positive note about george what i do actually think he deserves maybe not commending but a small bit of credit for is that he decided instead of just doing the same thing again another ordinary star wars film he thought no i'll do something different with it i will do something different with it whereas you look at like and disney's you can see ver- that. disney's version of the when they've took it over it's just fanboy service yeah it's fat it's fanboy disney well look disney. what they did it actually the, the backlash actually they changed direction yeah. of where they wanted to go with yeah so, and shit themselves and went back to Abrams with the third one, like you say, and so then it's like, oh, I, it's a bit boring this now. I just think he des- deserves some credit for thinking, I'm not nice going to do try. this. Out. Nice try, it didn't work, but... Move on. I'd go, yeah, I do think that that needs to be said. Like, I'll go with that, mate. I, I I wouldn't disagree with you on that point. Yeah. yeah. I do, and like I say, like I made the joke, we lost a lot of good people in the episode one wars. George Lucas being one of them. <laughs> yeah. Not to, you know what I mean? I think it killed his love for filmmaking. I agree. And I think he's actually said yeah, things yeah, he along has those a, he lines, has very, hasn't he? He has very openly said it killed his love for filmmaking. And shame. That's, that is a shame. It's a shame, even though, you know, we can, yeah. we've got a lot of stuff to say about this particular film. You know, yeah. he, you know he does have others that have. But if he, if he could have got back into a position where studios were booking him to be a director and he actually had, had a studio that would police him a little bit, how many more great films could we have had from George Lucas? Because he is a great auteur. Yeah. At the end of the day, he is going to always be there as one of the one of the world's great directors or memorable directors. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we'd have to say that. I think. Yeah. So I think, like, sorry to be a little bit melancholy to end on the. No, but guys, it has but... to be said though. You know, let's let's we always we try to listeners. You know this. So, you mm-hmm. know, you've been with us all this time. It's. You know, we try to be balanced mm. because you know. It can't Did he do wrong with this film? Yeah. Yeah. But it's sad that he's gone now. Yeah. God, we're making it sound like he's dead. No, but I do but think this was the beginning of the end of the him. beginning well, of the have end. Being, you yeah. know, interested or, or having any interest in directing again. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And then he just finished it to finish it. Oh yeah, we got to get. He was just like, "Well, I've got to finish it now." But yeah. he, he can clear. He was. He was emotionally checked out from yeah. now. It was. Yeah. It was a lot of heat, like more so than anything before. I think. Yeah. So in terms of legacy, really, really mixed bag. Yeah. For this. Yeah, but again, like Mark said before, guys, 
we all listen to these shows does pull you back and watch some of these films mm. maybe you've not seen for a while and I, you know again we do say like go and watch it again and go watch it you know yeah. some of the things we've said oh you can appreciate like it does have interesting and and there is good ideas in it mm -hmm. but it's not a, a great film in general no no uh, poor so with it being what it is what we're, what are you what are you going to give it i think we're at that point now <sighs> Right, I don't know. I think this is... I can't... I, I don't really want to give it any higher than a seven. I, I'm... And that's because... Because of the, the whole Jedi fight, the, the sequence at the end of the Duel of the Fates, being my favourite bit of any Star Wars up to date. But then, you know, it's the, the flaws just drop it from that eight. Yeah. And again, you know... The pot of piss again. I know I've said it a few times, but it I can't give a pot of piss any more than a seven. But I have to drag it up from a six because of that sequence. Yeah, that's my justification it. of it. That's a good, it's same. I've got like I want to give it. I want to give it a six because this film is is structured so poorly. But, I can, okay, I get but that. I am going to give it a seven there for exactly that reason. The, the Jewel of the Fate sequence, it, it's too good not to elevate <laughs> Yeah, the, this is what I mean. Thing. It pulls it out of the piss a little bit. Yeah, so I think I'll meet you there. I'll get, I'll give it a seven I think well. that's fair. I think it's it's a very, very fair score. Again, it's not... can never be an eight. It can never, never be, be an eight. eight. It's structured too never. poorly. It's not good enough to, to take an eight. And because of that sequence, it, it pulls it from being a six for me. Yeah, no, exactly, know, um, the, yeah, again, exactly you know, the same. I think we were. I think we've come at it exactly the same thing. It's too poor of a film to be an eight, but it's not shit enough to be a six. Yeah. Although it would have been without that sequence, I agree, it agreed. would have been agreed, without that agreed, sequence. Agreed, agreed. So you you have snuck in at the seven. Just. Just. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was our first Star Wars. It's the first Star Wars, Star mate. Yes, yeah, so all guys. Done. Thanks for joining us on the show. You know, give us some feedback. We know we we're getting more and more listeners as time goes yeah. on. You know, and we do really appreciate. We really it. appreciate, it, guys. So do get in touch. Uh, you know, we're on social media. We're on Instagram at thevaultofcult.com, and get us on Gmail. We're on the yeah. emails if you want to have conversations with us, and that's thevaultofcult@gmail.com. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining us on another episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope mm -hmm. you you know join us next time. And as we've well. enjoyed it. We oh, have three so I, times that we've yeah, done again, it, guys. Yeah. You know, this is the third. This is our literally our third attempt at recording this this yeah. episode. So we should we well we're pretty fucking well versed by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, I don't said, I'm not... Do you want to watch? Do you want to watch a Star Wars film? No, not for a bit. Now, <laughs> no, not for a bit. No, now. no. Matt was thinking it was it, it was never going to happen, but yeah, we've actually put it out there, guys. And again, you know, thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, okay. So we'll right. see you down the road in a bit, Skip.